We do have breaking news today, and you're the guy that's behind this. Over to you, Moose. We're going to Montreal. Ta-da! We are taking our show on the road. Thursday and Friday, we'll be on the air from uh, from the Stanley Cup Finals. How cool is that? Yes, live Thursday, Friday from Montreal, downtown Montreal, in advance of Game 3 of the Stanley Cup Final. We will be there live. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Batten down the hatches and away we go with another edition of the Rod Peterson Show. I'm Kelly Rempel. Peter Labardius will be my co-host again today. We tore it up Wednesday, folks. We really did. What a great show we had. So much fun. And, uh, you know, people loved it so much. <laughs> I We got off the air and I said, Peter, what are you, <laughs> what are you doing Monday? <laughs> I know we're taking unfair advantage of your generous offer <laughs> to ask uh, you to I, come I, I don't really think it's too unfair, <laughs> but um, I was more than delighted to have an opportunity to come back today. Well, I, it, was, it was amazing. I had such a great time. I yeah, thought, why would I look for another co-host for Monday when Lou, <laughs> if Lou is willing to come back? So we got him yeah. back here today riding shotgun, of course, uh, RPNDD. The impeccable Rod Peterson and the immortal Darren DuPont. Two full-blown degenerates are still <laughs> enjoying themselves. In... How about that? It's right. <laughs> That's right. The sound guy. Say that again. How about that? <laughs> See? I they're, like uh, that. I like they're in Montreal, Quebec. Um, who knows if we're going to have a game five. I know what I think is going to happen tonight. We'll get to that a little bit later, but the Montreal Canadiens fighting off elimination. There is definite concern of being swept by the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Lightning, uh, well, they've been they've been all over the Montreal Canadiens. The interesting part, though, Lou, um, is really that the Montreal Canadiens have not been that bad in the series. But interestingly enough, the one thing that we've we've come to expect from Montreal is great goaltending from Carey Price. And with all due respect, Lou, it just hasn't been there in this series. And it's I'm kind of stunned, to be honest with you. Yeah, I am too. It's probably the first time in an incredibly important situation that Carey has not looked like himself. Um, he's given up a number of suspect goals. He has been outplayed, I think that's fair to say, by, you know, the gentleman who might now... Um, have really, truly solidified himself as the number one goaltender in the game in Andre Vasilevsky. Um, but no, I didn't expect that. Uh, you wonder a little bit, and I'm not trying to make excuses for him. You wonder, he was hurt a lot during the season. Maybe that is, you know, come back a little bit. But Kel, you know, in sports, here's a gentleman who has always been at his best, whether it was World Junior at 19, helping Hamilton win a Calder Cup. We know what he's done internationally at the Olympic Games. Uh, certainly, he was stellar in 2014 in Sochi. And, and he's been one of the game's best. And in a one-game showdown, I still, you know, would want to go to Carey Price. But, you know, he, he's made some very uncharacteristic mistakes. One thing he doesn't get enough credit for is just how well he handles the puck, his hockey IQ, the way he directs the game. And 
you know, the moment has at times looked like it's gotten to him a little bit. And I guess my final thought going into game four tonight, we can obviously have plenty of time and we'll, you know, get together with the fellas who are right there um, where it is absolutely everything in Montreal later in the program. But when this series comes to an end, I'm, Kel, I'm not going to forget about game two. Because yep. I clearly thought the Montreal Canadiens were the better team. They um, were the better wide, team. They the wide advantage in shots and, you know, made a couple of really key mistakes where they did not manage the game really well. And, you know, you and I talk about this. I talk about this constantly, almost ad nauseum on Calgary Radio. But the one thing in big games that for me never goes away is this. And, you know, that second period of game two when, you know, they had a huge edge, scoring chances, all of it, you need to be better and take advantage when you're clearly the better team. And in that second period, Montreal's best of this series, in my opinion, they were outscored. And you give up that goal to Blake Coleman, incredible, you know, effort diving through the air with just under two seconds left to give Tampa the lead, that's the period where Montreal just didn't get enough out of great play. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, um, well, hey, we're just getting warmed up here. And speaking of being warmed up, <clears throat> the warm-up here is uh, presented by Ecol Electric, Lou. As they like to say, as the union bosses like to say, let's get to work. Yeah, That's what let's they say. Get to work. That's what they say at Equal Electric. You and I have never been afraid to roll up our sleeves and get no. to work. And no. that's what they're doing at Equal Electric every day. And we're looking forward to uh that we're just getting warmed up here folks. As Peter alluded to in hour 2, we do have Rod and Darren. They're going to be joining us from Montreal. Um I'm really looking forward in about 14-15 minutes from now, former first base coach well, his resume is very long. We're going to get to that. But Tim Leeper, former first base coach of the Toronto Blue Jays, is going to be joining us. I said to producer Clark, I said, listen, I don't really care. I, I'm, I'm happy to to uh, co-host these two shows on Wednesday and, and Monday. And again, Lou, thanks for joining me for both. All I ask is that we have one segment for the Toronto Blue Jays because I am invested like you wouldn't believe this year. And so who does he go yeah. out and get? He gets former first base coach Tim Leeper, a friend of the show. I couldn't be more fired up about that. And I know that you're going to have some questions for Tim as well. That's coming up again right after the break. But in hour two, we are going out to Rod Peterson and Darren DuPont, who are absorbed in the atmosphere in Montreal. Although, Peter, and I'll talk to those guys about this, I was really hoping that the, that the Habs would win game three. I, I don't really have a lot of skin in this game. I'm not a huge fan of either team. I'm a huge fan of Joel Edmondson. I'm a huge fan of Braden Point. Montreal and uh, Tampa Bay uh, former Moose Jaw Warrior, well, Moose Jaw Warrior alumni. So I, I have that skin in the game, I guess. I like both of those two guys, but... Doesn't really matter to me who wins or loses. There's part of me, sure, I would like to see a Canadian team win. It's been so long. 
I just can't help but think that the atmosphere that they would have enjoyed over the weekend would have been a little bit more interesting and exciting if Montreal somehow would have found a way to have won uh, in Game 3. But getting back to what you were talking about a few minutes ago, you talked about Game 2. I want to talk a little bit, Lou, about Game 3. So there's 3,500, 4,000, whatever there is in there, and it probably sounds like 15,000. And within a couple minutes of the game, you're down two. Like, yeah. it, it just, it was like, you know, you just never know if you get that first goal and you get things going and people are getting excited, but it just felt like they were never in it, sadly. Well, the people, the people were clearly ready. And I also thought, you know, um, in that game, it just shows you, A, what a machine Tampa is because, you know, they were completely prepared for what they were going to deal with early. And I thought the Canadians early in game three looked a little nervous. Um, And you can understand that. And that's where experience makes a big difference. And, you know, Wayne Gretzky had a quote that I heard on on a media source, and I couldn't agree more about, You know, there's the regular season, there's the playoffs, and there's the Stanley Cup final. It's like other events, Kel. You know, the Memorial Cup, there's a round robin, um, you know, there's a playoff game, but then there's championship Sunday. So those are all different. And, And I truly believe that, you know, it escalates and it asks for more. And, you know, Tampa was very prepared They jumped out. Montreal, I thought, took a little while to get to their game. The building was crazy. And by the way, at least from listening and watching, I'm I'm not so sure that they were counting very well in Montreal. Um, It looked like a heck of a lot more than 3,500 people to me. But, um, you know, and then you get it to 2-1 on the goal by Philip Deneau, his first of the playoffs, Cool Caulfield, who... What an amazing year that young American has had. He rings one off the bar. If you get the 2-2 going in, you know, it's it's different. And then you give up early goals again. The, the one thing about, you know, this sport and many sports is I can't tell you being around it for a lifetime, it so takes a toll, as I think everybody knows, when you're constantly chasing the game up the hill, yeah. whether it's in a, in a series in a game, in a period. And, you know, Montreal just could never get back. And they're also the kind of team, and it's a reason they're playing for the whole ball of wax, as we like to talk about, is because when they get a lead and they can dictate and they can make it so miserable on you to come through the middle of the ice, you know, they're no fun to play against. Trust me, saw a lot of it this year with my own two eyes. When they have the lead and can squeeze you. Well, you know, Tampa just really hasn't allowed that to happen in this series. Well, and I think, Peter, you know, former Edmonton Oiler and Regina Pat head coach Pat Conacher one time, I heard him doing an interview, and he just said, catch-up hockey is losing hockey. The percentages, yeah, no of, the, the percentages of winning when you're constantly coming from behind all the time, it's, it's exhausting. And um, forget about the shot clock. None of that matters. What matters is the quality, the quality of the chances. Now they're talking about that home plate stat, but it really does speak to 
the game. And before we go to break, Lou, I just want to throw this at you as food for thought. I think that when you have a team, call it catching lightning in a bottle, call it whatever you want. We've seen it many, many, many times over the years. That team that nobody expects to win. Nobody expected them to beat Toronto. I don't think even that many people, Frank, well, I don't know, Winnipeg, maybe not quite so much, but certainly not not the way they did. No, no, dominating them. And then you go and and people say, well, you know, but they came out of Canada. Well, the Canadian division, the North division is the weak link in all of this. They have no chance of beating Las Vegas, but they did. But at some point, if that coach turns into a pumpkin, just like teams that are favorites don't always deal with when things aren't supposed to go that way, when that team that is, that is fed off of that momentum, but when it finally feels like it's coming to an end, it feels like it just tears your heart out. And I really get the feeling by watching the games and watching the body language on that bench and just seeing the way things are unfolding, this one's going to be really difficult for the Montreal Canadiens to come back from, I think. Oh, listen, um, you think about the quality of their opponent, their experience, all that they've been through. And that's not just about when you speak of Tampa winning last year. Kelly, they are the best franchise over the last six, seven years, period. Because to me, a true elite team, all they do every year is get to the final four, it seems, outside of you know, we know what happened, the 60-win season, and, you know, Columbus upset them, and that was another one of those situations. They had a 3 nothing lead that year in game number one, lost it, and never and never recovered from it. Um, you know, but this is a team that year in and year out, they knocked on the door for a while, they finally kicked it in, and they have great players and great experience. They've seen and gone through it all, and you know, I think we're really seeing a lot of that in this series. And certainly, you know, it's not been easy for them to get back here. The Islanders gave them everything. You know, the road to this point is so difficult. And I guess my last comment, because I know we're getting up against it, is um, there's something to be said sometimes for the journey and getting there, but then there's that last step that is so, so difficult. It is. It is, especially in a situation like this. Because, right or wrong, if the Tampa Bay Lightning were trailing 3 nothing, there would still be part of me that would not mm-hmm. want to rule them out. Me too. But I don't feel that way now with the shoe being on the other foot because I just think that the experience and the fact that, you know, Let's call it what it is, Lou. You know, <laughs> they're just a better hockey team. And yeah, they're better. Th- as yeah, you said, sure the, the Canadians, when you play a better game than your opponent and you still can't win, that is a problem. And they had that opportunity in game two, and unfortunately it didn't work out. Um, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. Uh, Clark, do you want me to keep rolling here for two more minutes, or can we we can go to break? Okay, well, let's do that. We're going to go to break. We're going to come back with former Blue Jays first base coach Tim Leeper uh, right after the break. Come back. I'm Kelly. He's Lou. You're watching The Rod Peterson Show. 
Whatever you do, don't go away, folks.